What's going on? It's Jalus from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it is a very special episode today with a very special guest. Before I get into the new guest, we're going to talk about the old faithfuls, the guys who be here all the time, start a Nick of Time Show with me. <laughs> First and foremost is my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Damn right in this building. <laughs> Second of all, is your man, Mr. Blue Check coming in route, doing songs with Red Man, been too busy, but now he back. We're actually Sean in the building. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and also, also, somebody else might have a blue check coming. I, I, can, I can see that coming too. I can see. <laughs> Nick's Film School newsletter writer. Getting fancy now writing for uh, Nick Sports Illustrated. <laughs> but still cool enough to come chill with us. It's another man making legend. He also has lots of stats if you look at it, read his articles and lots of facts as well. <laughs> Jonathan Macri. What's going on, uh, yeah, Jails? Yeah. I feel like it's been now, what, two years I've been talking to you on whether it's a podcast yeah. or like a podcast game or something. It's, uh, it's been quite a ride, but I appreciate having me on. Hell yeah, man. It's a long time coming, yo. It's like we. I was trying to have Mac back in the uh, Mac. I was trying to have Mac back in our. our no, pod. Mac's good. I like Mac. Mac is. I, Mac is nice. Your name is Mac from now on. All right. I was trying to have Mac back in the pod when we had when we was doing it together. But you know, right. it's, it's a little in it's, person. Yeah, it's a little. It's, <laughs> it's hard to pull guests when you're trying to do things in person. But you know, you know, Corona happened, and you know what. Life it's intervened, and now look, it's easy, it's easy to get people on. Right? Just, just stay necessity, on. necessity is the mother of invention. Exactly. Very so. true. <laughs> and we are here. And we are here. All right? So speaking of necessity, we're going to talk about the necessities of the Knicks right now. Yes. Uh, the Knicks are picking eight. If you have not realized, we are picking eight. Um, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it last week, man. We, we don't seem to uh, actually pick higher than our record. We've gone down every year. We haven't had a. I think Nick's. I think Nick's fans should have mandatory therapy when it comes time to find out trade. I mean, that's uh, what this is. We, this is exactly <laughs> what it is. We, we speak hope to Nick's fans. Come, you know, we, we, we soothe the soul. That's what we do. There's that's part of our job. Wrong with having hope, though. The hope, hope is a good thing. Right, hope Heck is a great yeah. thing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, we have been, been having hope for too many years now, though. That's the problem. Exactly, but we have hope with draft picks and cap space right now. All right, thank you, Scott Perry. You knew people hate, hate him. All right, but anyway, <laughs> I already know I'm getting negative likes for that for that comment. But anyway, <laughs> because we have the A pick right now, some people might say, you know what? There's 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 still talent under us that we can utilize that won't be with the A pick. So why keep the A pick? Why not just trade down? If you if you're a guy like me, and you want a point guard, and your point guard might be gone by the time you get eight, shout out to Killian, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you want to trade down. So, but who do you want to pick first of all? Just just get this out the way, Macri. Who 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 would you like to pick eight? I mean, I, I I'd love if Killian fell to eight. He's so you know I think we're we're heading towards a discussion about trading down. To me, the one guy that I would not want to trade out of eight for is if is if Killian was there. Absolutely. Um, at, at least in terms of guys who were reasonable. Like I'm I'm assuming that uh, obviously the top three and Denny um, are going to be off the board 
Um, and then out of everybody else, I mean, there's no one else that I think is a sure shot to go um, before we pick. I think it's a possibility that Hayes could be there, um, Coro, um, mm-hmm. Halliburton. I think like all those guys, it's possible that they're there. But Hayes, Hayes would be the guy that I would, I'd be pretty excited about if he was there, and I would hope that they would that they would pick him. Absolutely, I would definitely want Hayes there. Um, with Detroit being one pick ahead of us, though. It yeah. makes me weary that's going to happen, which is why Macri's here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you never know, though, because, like, look, I feel like every every year the draft, it, it's you, you try to figure it out and you try to apply logic to what teams are going to do. Mm-hmm. But I think Detroit is an interesting one because um, – for one, the the one position they actually have covered next year, even though he's not a long term piece, is, is Derek Rose. He's still there. You know, we're right. probably going to trade him. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it would make sense to trade him. Um, but they just, I, I think they're the they're the most talent deficient in terms of top end talent team in the entire league. So it wouldn't shock me if like they went in a different direction other than Hayes, especially if you buy the the like Wasserman has been reporting over the last few weeks that. There are teams that have Hayes, you know, not even in their top 10 on their board. And is that a switch? Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, look, maybe it's a smokescreen. I've heard that the Knicks like him, but <laughs> yeah. um, who knows? So I, I I, wouldn't put anything past, you know, someone being there at eight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is supposed to smoke screens all season. Golden State has been linked to every single player in the top 10 draft, as far as my concern. So you just never <laughs> know. It was like Golden State and Halliburton. I was just like, huh, that makes sense, too, in my mind. But it's like, huh, do you really see them taking Halley that high? Maybe if they trade down, like we want to do, or might want to do, because you know, I like Kira Lewis personally. So if if it's not Hayes and you feel like Kira Lewis is is a viable option, then and you think he'll be there around 13, 14, 15, then maybe you, you do that too. Which which brings me to Macri's uh, article, actually. Yes. <clears throat> Weeks worth of articles. I've had all weeks. five of them. <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <Or> weeks. <laughs> five, five different ones. Some some more feasible than others, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Let's dive into it. Let's dive into your your um Lamello. Lamello ball. Cause you know what? We're gonna get our hands on a ball brother one way or the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we can't draft one, gosh damn it, we just might have to trade one. Right, right. <laughs> so Macri uh, proposes a trade of the 8th and 27th picks for the 13th pick, 39th pick, and Lonzo Ball. Now, Macri, tell us the, the rationale behind this pick. Um, okay, I'll try to be quick. I think one, uh, Lonzo is, I, I think he's a really interesting player, and I think he fit all season long, well, not all season, whenever Zion was there before the bubble, he fit, him and Ingram and Zion fit really well together. Mm. Um, but they're about to have to pay Ingram and uh, with the max contract that they're going to give Ingram, they're going to go over the, the salary cap. And based on recent reporting, it seems like the cap is going to stay flat, pro- maybe not even for just one year, maybe for two years. And and even mm. that might be optimistic. I mean, that's, I think, I don't think there's any way the cap is going to go down, but let's assume that it stays flat which means it's going to stay at 109 for at least another year. That puts them over that number. And they're a year away from Drew Holiday being an unrestricted free agent. Right. Um, JJ Redick is also, um, I think, a year away from being an unrestricted free agent. And whether they keep him or want to sign someone else. So 
you know, it's like, what are you, what are you paying? Like, and, and here's the other thing. Lonzo was repped, obviously, by Rock Nation. Um, mm. Are they, you know, what's their MO? If he, I I, I just think he's going to want to get paid. I think we know what LeBron <laughs> is. I mean, look, he's a, he's yeah. a ball brother. He's going to want to get paid. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't, he's not taking any kind of like New Orleans discount, New Orleans hometown discount. <laughs> so, right. so I think that there's a chance that he is maybe available for less than, um, less than like there he would have been let's say before the trade deadline because he, he and and i also think the fact that his shooting fell off in the bubble so you'd be right. making a you'd be you'd be making a logical leap that like what we saw in the bubble was not indicative of where he is actually at now that like the right. three or, or actually sorry it was like 39 or 40 percent from three this year like that yeah that, that's real um you know because they need spacing around around Zion and brandon so Absolutely. um yeah, so basically my rationale is like they would New Orleans would be making an internal decision that they would they wanted to trade Lonzo this this offseason and to try to get um a, a, the best talent that they could get out of the trade. So if you're the Knicks at the eighth pick, I think that there's a chance that New Orleans could get someone that they like Vassell to me for New Orleans would make a lot of sense. Or the guy I mentioned in the piece is Halliburton. And mm. Halliburton, mm. it was kind of like Lonzo, except he's going to be making a lot less money. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and like, look, Lonzo, Lonzo was a specialist with, with the fast break, and that's his like, bread and butter, and like Halliburton doesn't do that. But in terms of being that kind of like nominal point guard who's not the engine to your offense but does a lot of other stuff well, I think that's what Halley is. You know, whatever. They, they would have their eyes set on somebody – at eight and we new york would it theoretically still feel like they could get the guy that they wanted down at 13 which is the other half of it from the from the Knicks mm, perspective mm, mm. um mm. and then you know to to try to even out the value the the swap of uh i forget what exactly i said but there was something else what you said before about like a swap of like later picks or whatever it is yeah it's a swap of the, yeah, the eight for the 20 for the 27 picks the eighth and 27 picks for the 13th pick which for me Still gives me in Kira zone. Hi, Kira. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kira, Kira, Cole, or the guy that I'm... Don't ask me why. I have a, I have a funny feeling they're going to... And this is not based on anything I've heard. I just have a feel... I have a funny feeling they may end up out of draft night with uh, Maxi. I don't know really? why. Oh, I don't know why. Is it because why. of the connection with the, uh, the new well, the coach that we just have? Well, look at it this way. If he's a guy that is like what you read about him, right? About right. Maxi, yeah, is that aside from like the, the character stuff, he's like one of those guys you want not only in your locker room but like on the court stuff, like his right. work ethic and like all that stuff. Right. And he he looks the part, right? Yeah, the, the, the body weren't yeah. there. The percentages mm-hmm. weren't there, but he looks the part. Um, so I mean, he's just, you know, he's a little small and he's not a point guard. So I, I don't know, but I, I, that's, so in any case, I feel like we'd be able to get one of those guys at 13. I, I agree. With, I mean, I agree with you. I forgot. Uh, yeah. The Kentuckys. I mean, the Kentucky, I keep forgetting his name. The assistant we just hired from Kentucky. Uh, I know we did an interview with him. Uh, oh, Kenny Payne. Yeah. Kenny Payne. There we go. Boom. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne has been talking up Maxi um, before he even knew he was going to be a Nick. So mm. it's very possible that Kenny Payne could be in the Knicks ear and say, hey, I like this guy. He has a nice worth ethic. Uh, I buy the shot because he's been, you know, 
he, the shot yeah. selection is not there, but if, if he gets if he shoots the right shots, right, it would fall more. So I can see a scenario. Like Macri said, connection. we'll see. I can see the scenario when that happens. I honestly don't see as much of a scenario as Kira because I really haven't seen any news on Kira at all. I'm just blind faith right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I like Kira a lot too. I've been high on Kira ever since I started like watching games with him because I just I think he's the, here's my biggest thing with Kira. Everybody's biggest knock on him is the fact that he's like 165 pounds soaking wet or whatever he is, right. and that they feel like he's not going to be able to defend. Um, at the next level other than or like he'll, he'll if you switch on him is he's gonna have a problem right i you know i watch his instincts on defense and i love them i love how he navigates screens i'm sure you feel the same way because i know you've spent yeah. a lot of time looking at him like sure that he's small but like yeah. i don't know if a guy's if a guy battles and knows how to navigate screens and it, stuff yeah. like, exactly I, i'm i'll take my chances with that guy i think the bigger concerns with him are is like if he's your point guard, he he doesn't profile to me as like being like you need an engine alongside of him to, right. to mm. make that mm. offense work. And I just I don't know how much I, I don't know how likely they are to draft a guy that has a ceiling of like he could be the second best guy in a start in a good starting backcourt. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they maybe they just fall in love with him. And I wouldn't mind it because I, I again, I love Kira Lewis. Me I think too. he's a really good player, but me I, just, too. I don't know. My, my my counter argument to that is he has the speed to, to break down, you know, the offense, even though he doesn't have the 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 initial engine point guard skills. But because we have RJ, he can kind of work as that one two punch and we can get by and, you know, actually make some noise. Cause shout out to Jake because Jake in the paint was here last week. If his strength is breaking down the offense and then whipping it out to shooters on the outside. Right. That's all we really need. Even if he can't finish that well at this point, that the point is he has the speed is just there to make things happen on the fast break and to at least make something happen on the offensive end. And we just have our second secondary creators just do what they do. So that's my argument. That's my best argument for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, since oh wait, since we have our insider here, let me not let me just get to this because I've been getting DMs about Frank being traded for Alonzo Ball mm. and somehow. Now, Macri, I know you're an insider now because you're, you know, uh, you're, you're rubbing noses. Give me too much credit. I just, I hear stuff sometimes. All right, you're more inside than I am. If you're, if I'm, you're in the doorway. <laughs> I'm, I'm in like the yard. The house for all right? No, you're, you're knocking at the window. Let's say knocking. Yeah, you're at the, window, knocking right? at the window. Knocking at the window. <laughs> all right, so from your assessment, do you feel like the Frank Lonzo Ball trade rumors? Is there anything to it? I personally, I well, let me t- answer this in two ways. One, I, I looked into it to the extent that I could, and I was told that, like, yeah, Frank may, who knows, maybe Frank gets traded, but it's not like that's out there, coming from right. the Knicks at least. So. Um, you know, maybe that maybe the person who put that report out has some really, really deep connections to Leon Rose and his new front office. Anything is possible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I also know that same account has, um, I think, on multiple occasions in the past, actually reported that like he uh, I think one time it was like 
uh, the Knicks and maybe I forget what team it was were in advanced discussions to trade Frank Nilakina. And the other thing about the report was I'm pretty sure it said that they are planning on trading someone. I don't think if you're an NBA team, you could plan on trading anyone because that just that basically is saying, like, we'll just get rid of him for literally anything because right. we just want to get him out of here. Right. Yeah. We, from what we've heard, um, the, the opposite is is true. I think they want to give him a real chance under Tibbs and, and the whole thing. Um, but just, you know, as an aside, um, I I don't know why New Orleans would want a guy who has been as uncertain from the outside when the one thing that they need is, is shooting um, to yeah. surround, to surround Zion, to surround um, Ingram when he, when he makes plays, like they're going to play a traditional center with alongside Zion. So I don't know. I mean, look, it's possible, but I just, I don't see it for those reasons. Yeah, I, I totally, I mean, I saw the, I saw the source and I scratched my head, and I'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just leave, and I was like, "All right, all right, cool, all right." So moving on to some of these other uh, trade proposals that that Mac Reed has uh, concocted. This one is interesting because we all know, you know, Knicks need shooting. I right. am, even though I, I I feel personally that I'm the leader of the Free Dot fan club, Free Dot. I feel like yeah, giving I mean, more I minutes. With, I think we're all on board with that, though. I feel like giving more minutes and consistent time, you can get there yep. to more consistent, you know, consistent shooting defense. But that's neither here or there. Um, there's other shooters out there that we can possibly trade for. And one of them that is interesting is Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. The trade proposed is the eighth pick, the 27th pick. For the 43rd pick, Bogdanovich. And Corey Joseph. Mm. Uh, so break down that trade for me and why you feel like that makes sense. Uh, um, so the, the Corey Joseph part is just as a way to take on salary from the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, a running theme through a couple of these trades that I pitched this week was that um, we, with the, you know, with COVID and like with, you know, the NBA, like certain owners, we don't know what their financial situation is. Um, one thing we do know about Sacramento and the owners there is that that area, the whole downtown Sacramento area, has been struggling immensely, and they have money tied up. Um, they had to take out like a big loan to even get that arena built, mm-hmm. um, and they own um, the like a lot of the property around there. So I think it's very conceivable that the Kings are struggling financially. Mm. Um, and then the other part of it is it like they just they, like. <laughs> Um, I was about to say uh, they have Buddy Heald that started an extension. The extension didn't even kick in yet. The extension kicks in this upcoming season. Mm. So they are going to owe him $94 million for the next um, four years, which, man, I get, I get a lot of Buddy Heald trade proposals pitched my way, and I'm just I was, like, he's, if you're going to pay a guy tw- you know, 20-something million dollars a year, he needs to do something more than just shoot, even if he's a really Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. When um, the Buddy Hill rumors was just swirling up, Brian, do you remember this? We were actually doing a show about Buddy Hill. Yeah. Oh. And before we actually put the show out, the Kings extended him, so yeah. we scrapped that whole segment. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
well, yeah, I hate when that happens. Um, <laughs> but so if you assume, and I, you know, obviously Fox isn't going anywhere. But oh, that's the other thing. Darren Fox is a Darren Fox is up for um, an extension, and he's like a you know a midnight max. Um, so it doesn't seem, based on how they acted this year, that they feel that they could play the three of them together. Yes. So, and if you figure that Bogdanovich is going to cost minimum fifteen million dollars a year and probably a couple bucks more than that, do they are they really down with paying three guys who can't play together? Um, just doing some quick math in my head. So sixty upwards of seventy million dollars, which is whatever percentage of the cap, sixty something percent percent of the cap. I don't see it. Um, so I. I you know, but then again, look, they could have traded Bogdanovich before the trade deadline. And they, that's and they exactly what I was about to say. They, you know, <laughs> they knew that this was coming. Maybe they just didn't get any great offers for him. Um, maybe they thought that the market was going to be, you know, tepid. But to me, he's exactly like if I'm the Knicks, like if there's a guy that I want to overpay for, it's it's Bogdanovich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because he's he he offers you like if and that's that's for me where it comes in like just you know people talk about like and we, we don't have to get into other, like the draft but like people talk about like top in and like these different guys that they want the Knicks to either draft or trade for and I'm like just watch watch the bubble watch the playoffs it's the league is how many shooters do you have and how many playmakers do you have and Bogdanovich right. does both and he's really good at both and. So if there's a guy that I'm, I'm going to overpay for from the Knicks, it's it's that dude. The reason why this is, I think, unlikely is because it, it requires a lot of moving parts, which is that you can't see so you, you can't do a sign and trade with someone who uh, someone that signed um, an offer. Like if the Knicks signed Bodanovich to an offer sheet, he couldn't then be signed. Like the Kings can't match that offer sheet and then. Um, trade him to the Knicks for at least six months. I think the rule is. Mm. So this would all there would have to be tampering involved, obviously, <laughs> um, because <laughs> it would no. But it, if in my proposal, it, it would basically be like the King, the Knicks would be drafting for the Kings, and the and then the Kings would be drafting for the Knicks. So, right. but again, if they agreed to this trade, that would be mean that they every, parties would be talking before free agency so it's like i don't think this is likely i have a theory yo i have a a weird please i have a theory jay ellis theories man i have these weird theories sometimes so one of my worldwide west theories of why he took so long to get here was you know oh he has to shut his businesses down right but my other theory is he was backyard tampering before <laughs> he could officially sign with the Knicks. So technically, so technically he can't get in trouble if he's like, yo, Bogdan, man, we, listen, we need a shooting guard. <laughs> right. Are you interested? Parlay, parlay, parlay. Cool, cool, cool. Sign with the Knicks. Free and she hits. Deal's already in place. World Wireless is sitting here like, ha. <laughs> I would just, I would do, uh, not anything, but I would like, man, if you to me, there's there are very few players that are potentially available to the Knicks this offseason that could change the entire complexion of how they look as a team. And if you to me, if you add shooting and and playmaking at a non point guard position, right? You either sign um, a half decent point guard who could actually shoot in free agency, or just draft one, or both. both. Yeah. Like 
that's it. If you add all that up and like yeah. get a stretch four, like all of a sudden you have a, like a competent basketball team, not a good basketball team, but one oh, absolutely. That, <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. but one that at least, you know, it makes sense. Um, right. I, you know, I just, but ultimately I, for, so for every one of these things that I wrote, um, I came at the end, I was like, would I do it or not? Mm. I wouldn't because to me, it's like, just, if you're going to overpay for him a little bit anyway, just make the offer and restrict the free agency and, and keep your fingers crossed. Like, don't don't trade for him. He, yeah, so like, don't don't try to work out a trade ahead of time. Just, uh, mm. just try I can to pay the man. I can see that. Like, I guess you know, for me, I feel like Sacramento would go try to uh, trade Buddy Hill first out of anything because they demoted him to six man. So if there is a trade to be had, it would be the Buddy Hill trade. But who's trading for him? Like unless you're unless you're taking back bad money and like you want to right. look at like Philly or something and like you're mm. taking you're taking back Al Harford like I don't know what would what would it take to incentivize Philly to make it to make a Harford for field field swap I don't know um, exactly we'll see. Wait, exactly which is what I was getting to because I know Knicks fans are also putting out Buddy Hill trades <laughs> which is why I mentioned this and Macri. Yeah. <laughs> I said my heel piece. I don't. I don't really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll move on. We'll move on from from Buddy Hill then. Even though, personally, if the money wasn't so crazy, man, he just seems like he he made a lot of sense. But the money is a little bit disheartening, man. Like over twenty million dollars for somebody who shoots, and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. As good as he is, even though that's what we need. You, you but, it's limit, but it's just limiting, though. If, if that's all he's offering for $20 million, I don't think that's worth it. Yeah, if, if it doesn't translate like to like a little wins. playmaking. Like, I don't, I, I don't even want to say playmaking. He, like, he he knows how to pass the ball. It's not like Yeah, he plays basketball. But his basic passes still work. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, you know, he's, he's not good on defense. He's, he's a, a flat-out, I think, is a bad defender. Um, mm. But he's got size. You know, right? I, you know that, but that's one of those things. Like, if if just for argument's sake, if Heald was available just for a salary dump, and we would we got like Randall off the books, even though the Kings wouldn't, I can't imagine they would have any yeah, interest in Randall. Yeah. Um, like, I, you think about that, right? Think I, about it. If I'm moving random, I'm, I'm always thinking. I would say that. <laughs> 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 oh man, I feel bad for for Julius. You know, Julius blocked me. Wow! He, he yeah, blocked you. He blocked me. I, I, you're yeah. like the nicest of the the beat writers. I was I was hard on him this year, and I have a feeling, and I know, he I know, like my because of because of that. Oh, I well, don't know. I mean, he's, he's been getting it on Twitter and Instagram. Right, so he's just blocking way. everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even know when he did it. I just I've never looked at his Twitter until the other day that I forget what I was writing an article and I had to I wanted to look to see if he tweeted about something and I looked and I'm like oh crap. Anyway, sorry Julius if you're listening. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, you, you kind of can't blame Julius though because Julius has been receiving a whole lot of negative energy since he's been with the Knicks. So it's like I guess from his standpoint, he's like, yo, I'm just gonna block every single person that says one thing bad about me. Yeah, I mean, I get uh, it. It's okay. It's a lot of blocking. No hard feelings. <laughs> like, more, more, more blocking than he did on the court. <laughs> 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 we hear Mac, Mac, Mac. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yo, and it's been, yo, who's was it? Was it you who said um that the Knicks are looking to to move to back to move Randall? I mean, me. I, I mean, I think they're 
I think they would listen to any. But even you know, I think um, Berman had that before the trade deadline. He he said okay. that the Knicks were were open to offers, and you know there was that Rozier rumored trade. Right. Which, you know, thank Christ. That thank God happen. that didn't happen. Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they'll move him in the right deal. But I don't. I don't think they're gonna like make a. Again, this is not anything I've heard, but I think I, let me put it this way: I think the people there now recognize that last year, from a philosophical basketball standpoint, like, oh, yeah, didn't work. And <laughs> if they just trot the same thing out there this year, it's not going to work any better. So I think they know that they obviously need to make some changes, but at the same time, you know, they'll see what comes their way. I guess. Understood. Yeah. Well, I feel like he works better as a six man, but he pays paid too much to be that. But um, it, 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 yeah. If, if we end up signing a actual three point shooting big like Bertans, hopefully, even mm-hmm. though it seems like a pipe dream, uh, I see your face, Mac. I, just, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're. I think. I think that guy's agent is doing is doing work right now. Mm, okay. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Maybe, I'm like, hey, baby, I love Bertans. Trust me, I'd pay Bertans close to, you know, like $18 million a year. I would do 18 in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I would do 18 Especially if we get rid of Randall. I could, I'll do that right. in a heartbeat. Especially. If we, if we put Randall somewhere where we trade up, him, Randall, some picks, and trade up somewhere and, and, get, and grab some other young player, I, and then get up and then get um get Bertans to stretch the floor for RJ, I'm, I'm all for it. And inside Ingles or sign and trade, I'm, I'm I'm all for that. Just get that. Get us some shooting for real. Love it. <laughs> Let's bring us to another trade proposal from um, from Boston. This is an interesting one too. Uh, the eighth pick for the 14th, the 26th, and the 30 pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one a lot of people re- responded that they really liked it, which leads me to believe that it's probably not realistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, no. But if you if you look throughout. NBA history, like there, there is precedent for this. The the Nets trade that got them Richard Jefferson is, you know, mm-hmm. it's twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and I think the the profile, um, you know, it's terrible what happened to him since, but the profile of Eddie Griffin at the time in that trade was like he was a big deal. He was like a highly touted, you know, there, there was there was a lot of intrigue there, more so than there will be probably with anybody available at the eighth pick. This right. year, I just think Boston has a roster crunch, and like we're, you yeah. know, they're, they're on right now. Like they don't have any open roster spots, and the thing, you know, with with first round picks, like you have to sign them to a unless you're going to stash them. So like, yeah, even if even if you give them Bolmero uh, um, at let's say for argument's sake twenty six, like that's still two picks they need to make. Maybe they sell one, but they, does Boston really want to be selling a pick? I just to me a way that they could try to capitalize on their those assets so you know i i think i don't my original trade that i wrote had us sending 38 back and i if if that's what it took i'd probably do it i'd probably do it just because i'm i'm so i'm really actually more and more confident that and again this may be nuts but i'm confident that the guy that the knicks want i i i think might be available you know whatever it is 12 13 14 um then as as you know as eight yeah absolutely because um because there was a report that said the knicks feel like the talent pool is kind of close from 
I forgot the number was from four to fourteen. I remember well, the fourteen Perrin, was a stopping point. Well, Perrin, Perrin, when he was with Utah in April, said that he he said from fifteen to forty, this draft is the eye of the beholder. Now maybe he was just picking fifteen, you know, mm. out of mm-hmm. a hat. But I, I don't know. I found it interesting that he actually said that number. And look, that was back in April. Is it possible his evaluations have changed since then? Of course there is. Right. Um, but to me, I don't know. I, he's the guy that's going to be making the pick. So the fact that he said it is interesting to me. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. He, he had the luxury of being honest with that, with, by saying that because at the time – he was still with Utah, who was not going to be picking in the top 15. Mm-hmm. So it's like he, di- he didn't feel like he was giving anything away by saying that at that right. time. But it doesn't make it not true. So I, right. you know, I right. thought that was interesting. That's interesting. So he kind of almost showed his hand before he realized he showed his hand. That's interesting. Maybe, yeah. And they, did, they, you know, they do a ton of homework. Their draft is a year-round oh, process yeah. for them. So I think their board, his board then, I, I'm sure it's not too dissimilar from what it is now. Exactly. And if you, if you watched our earlier show when we did the breakdown of Will Perrin, you, you can see that he's no stranger to picking well from Paul Millsap to Donovan Mitchell trading up for him. Right. Uh, Utah has a, a, a reputation of just picking low and maximizing their draft assets. So I'm very excited to see what these guys have in store. If he says that there's some guys 15 to 30. That are gems. I am. I'm going to bank that. <laughs> he might be right, and we get somebody nice. So, hopefully that happens. And and, and like you said, Macri too. I, I, I'm with you, man. I feel. I know you said it's not realistic, but to me, it's realistic. Because I don't think from, it's nuts. I mean, for what not... you're saying, I mean, they they have they don't have roster spots. So what are you going to do? You might yeah. as well. You know, and I think they like their team. And I think I mean, look, if they if they make a run to the finals, which I don't think is out of the question. Like I would think that they want to, they would want to keep that core together. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and if there's an opportunity for them to capitalize, like the guy, I, I, I think I mentioned maybe Vassell or, or Toppin, but the more I think about it, they, they, I think they would go for a Congo if they made that trade because hmm. there, it seems like smart people feel like Okongu might be the best guy to come out of this draft. And, and it, to the extent that a center can be the best guy right. out of a draft with how the game is, is played right now. But that's sure. that's the one position that they don't have kind of right. locked up. So, um, you know, I could see it. No, I agree. No, I definitely agree because Vassell with, you know, with the guys they have there with the wings doesn't really make sense to me. He'd be a um, bench player. You know? Yeah, exactly. He'd be a bench player, but you want to get that starting five locked in. So I, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. I totally agree. Uh, I'll go with that that trade as well. All right, we we went through the trades that Macri has has uh, talked about um, in his articles. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about any other more. I don't know how much time you have. Um, no, I I think that those are the ones that I I, I did one more. I did one on the Suns earlier in the week that I would get us Ubre, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, and then oh, I, I did Ubre. I like Ubre too, but I don't I don't. I think he's an interesting player. I, he doesn't solve the problems that I think this this team has. It would be a it would be a upside play, I guess. And right. he's also an expiring contract. But um, and then just the last, I guess the last thing I, I say before I get out of here is like I think the the Magic is another interesting trade partner because mm. they are a team that like so that 
like I think the Pelicans, like the Celtics are set. Like they don't need to do anything crazy. Right. The the Pelicans don't need to do anything crazy. The Suns don't need to do anything crazy. Right. The Kings, I mean, they do crazy stuff all the time, but um, <laughs> like they they kind of they kind of have their they kind of have their core in place. Um, the Magic, like they got to do something. They got to do something because it's just clearly it's it's the, something needs to give. And I think that there's a lot of they have some salary to dump and Al Farouk Amino, who's making unbelievable. I can't believe that that contract, how bad that contract is. They gave him three years, 30 million dollars fully guaranteed last offseason. That is insane. Sounds like some Steve Mills stuff. (laughs) But it really does. Um, And that that contract doesn't get beat up enough. Not that he's like a bad player, but like he averaged four points a game for them over the whatever 20 some odd games he played before he got injured so there's a salary dump candidate there mm-hmm. um and i there's also um what was the other one there was a, a, a swap of of like the eight and 15 oh and then they have aaron gordon who i feel right. like aaron gordon has been on the trading block for since the day he signed his contract literally the day he signed his contract because the, the contract is a descending contract and like hmm. why do you make a descending contract to tr- make a player more appealing in a trade right. and and again Aaron Gordon he can't shoot it but he makes more sense at the Ford for this team right. than Julius Randle does you know on on, <laughs> on defense see, and I feel you people so, don't know, flip if they see somebody else who Scott Perry knew on his team <laughs> you know oh and that, but that's the other thing they, we know that the magic and the knicks have had trade conversations in the yep. past they almost did, pulled off a peyton swap uh, a year and a half ago yep. like that was pretty far down the road um so yeah i just it wouldn't shock me to see those two teams um pull off a trade at some point the, my favorite one of that is is to basically essentially swap eight and 15 and I think I pitched like we would send them Dennis with Jr. and they would say they would give us their their top ten protected twenty twenty one pick. That um, is a robbery. Listen, <laughs> of all robberies, man. Honestly, I I would I think I would contemplate swapping first round picks this year and taking on Aminu's contract hmm. if it if it got me there. 2021 pick even with some protections i don't know if i would do that trade with a top 10 protection but like if i could do that with like a top five protection oh my god i would do that okay okay let's break okay so next year's 21 okay yeah 20, next so year's, next year's so is we'd the be, deep, we'd is be, the deep one is the, the deep it's the draft you want right as many bites at, at the apple as possible absolutely so yes i'm, I'm on board right there how long is this contract is, it's is, too. It's not good. It's two more. It's two more. It's two more years. But to that end, two things. One, um, they don't need the money this summer. So really, even though it's two more years, you're looking at it as it's one year that's going to be an inconvenience. Right. Okay. Um, and that last year, it's like if 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 we've learned anything in the NBA um, over the years, like you could trade. You could find someone to dump a ten million dollar expiring contract on exactly at, at the last minute. The Nets, the Nets dumped Crab's contract to facilitate the signings they did last summer in June, and it cost mm. them a, like a, a middling first round pick. Like you could always, if you Attach need the money, mm. if you need the money because somebody tells you like, "Hey, we're gonna come if you get the money." Yeah. Like you could, someone's you'll find someone to dump the contract on. So to okay. me, that shouldn't like. 
I think I that's the one thing that I haven't heard anything about that I hope they do this summer is or this summer. I keep saying this summer. It's freaking September in two days. Right, <laughs> over now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> is is using their cap space. And again, I have no idea if any teams are going to want to do this because right. who knows? Maybe we're ma- all making too much of the financial issues. But if they could get a future draft asset, like a real future draft asset, not some like with crazy protections, like man, I would, I would do that. From for, if if it's a team that's like has a chance to not be very good, I'd do that. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be uh, me if I didn't have sirens in my background. I was about to say, what's going on? The block is hot. It just, it just wouldn't be me. You're absolutely right. They might try to try to keep. Our, they might try to keep their uh, their little backup point guard there too if they want to pay him a little bit more money to stay there. Uh, and DJ uh, Augustine. Uh, I, I think, man, I would bet. I would bet a, a not insignificant sum of money that Augustine is going to be a Nick next year. <laughs> Dude, if Augustine is a Nick next year, I'm happy with that. He's solid. He's solid. To me, to me, he shoots the three. He he can he can bring the young guys along, and we don't really use we don't really lose that much of a step, man. Like we, we give RJ the space we need. Uh, we can bring we could bring Kira whoever Frank along and then we're good to go. He's a Tibbs guy. He had his best statistical season of his career under Tibbs. Okay, let's go. Exactly. Just go do the Augustine <laughs> and keep moving, man. I'm on I'm on the Augustine <laughs> train, <go>. man. <laughs> I'm on Augustine train. Hi. It's not it's not nuts. It's not nuts. And it's funny because some people get on me for not wanting um Fred Van Vliet here. Not that I don't want him here. Because I, I would love Fred Van Vliet here next to RJ to give him space. I feel like he's a nice little right. combo guard. Right. I'm, I just feel like it's one unlikely that we steal him from Toronto. And I, I feel, and it's just, and I don't, listen, he's 26, right? Mm-hmm. What do 26-year-olds want, uh, Ryan? Money. What do they want, Ryan? They want the bag, yeah, right? They want money. Yeah. <laughs> they want the bag. Answer that too quickly. <laughs> not, I haven't really seen much twenty-six-year-old lead the bag for loyalty for the team. I haven't seen it happen right. a lot. So right. to, to me, for us to steal him from Toronto, we have to like damn near max the guy because I don't think it's gonna be ooh twenty million. All right, let me go to a losing franchise. I don't think that's how it works. But isn't isn't that gonna be the first test of this front office? You know. Like to see, because I think they'll get a meeting with him. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, unless he resigns with Toronto before, but I just, I don't know. I can't see Toronto overpaying because they're smart and they don't overpay guys. That's just not what mm-hmm. they do. Not, they don't overpay guys that they feel like the contract is not going to be movable if they need to move it in a pitch. Like obviously they gave Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka a lot of money. I get that, but. Um, like they, they did it on their terms and they knew what they had and they, they, you know, so I, I don't think there's no chance. Okay. Mm. I, I, I don't think there's mm. no chance. I think there's a chance. Okay. Cause all right. I guess, you know what? I guess you're right. Cause for, for Toronto, they want to sign a big name free agent, right? So you have that, but I also feel like they're going to have other players coming off the books too. any Baca and Marcus all. So they might have a bigger room over there to do what they want and actually to me, that's what I'm thinking. They're going to have a little bit more wiggle room if they let those guys walk, resign, I, um, Van Vliet, and then sign whoever they want in all. I, this may seem preposterous, and then I actually got to go after this. Um, I think we are going to look at, as long as Masai stays there, 
and I guess to a certain extent Nick Nurse because he is that good. Um, I think we're I think the Spur the Raptors are about to go on a run, like we just saw from the last twenty years or whatever twenty five years really? from the Spurs. Mm. And oh. if you look because they are so confident in their program and what they do and how they bring literally nobody's right. Fred right. Fleet was undrafted. Siakam was the twenty seventh pick in exactly. the draft. Like Norm Norm Powell, anybody could have traded for that guy if they yeah. wanted to. Um, friggin' uh, the rookie this year, uh, Davis. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that guy might end up on the All NBA rookie first team. He was he's really good. Right. Um, they find these guys and they bring them along and they know what they're looking for and they it's just. And if you look at San Antonio over the last 20, 25 years, what have they done? Guys come up in their system, and then Turn. when it's time for payday, they let mm. them walk. Unless it's one of the core guys, they let those guys walk. And you've seen San Antonio guys, unless they're willing to stay for less, which like Danny Green has done. Other right. guys, I'm sure I'm forgetting before Danny Green have done that. But like they let their guys walk. Okay. Um, when it's time for payday, so I don't listen. I don't know. I have no inside information on this. I'm just talking out of yeah. We it's a hypothesis. We guessing. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's to me an, an apt comparison. Anyway, okay. Um, this was fun. I'm sorry I got to run, but I got that's um, fine, man. Yo, I got to watch my yeah. daughter for a bit before no, this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us all the time, man. I appreciate. Of it. course, thank you for joining us, Mac. Anytime it was great. <laughs> uh, chatting with you guys, and uh, yeah, man, this was. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. Okay, thank you, Jonathan Macri, for your insight. Um, yes. Very knowledgeable guy. I'm glad to have him on the KOT show and talk about some trade-down scenarios that might interest you. Um, one thing I did want to say about that Van Vliet situation, too, is we still have to compete with the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. as well for mm-hmm. Van Vliet. And if we can, hey, man, if we can get him for a reasonable amount of money, bypass ah. Toronto and Phoenix Suns, who was, was a right. lot more set than we are, then... right. Uh, hey, I mean, since the finals that they won, I'm like, yo, Van Fleet came out of nowhere, like, out of nowhere, and, and, and I mean, I got, you got to give it to them that they they really know how to pull out from their talent, right? Yeah, they do those pieces. Exactly. I would like to keep that number a little, not north of twenty, little south of not twenty, north of twenty, because as, yeah. as I said before, like he's not a real number one in my eyes. But he's uh-huh. just a really good piece to have next to RJ. Absolutely, yeah. He's yeah. Def- he's definitely not a traditional one. So it's like it's weird to it's weird to me to spend over twenty million dollars for someone who's not a mm-hmm. real number one. But I guess yeah. you got to weigh. I mean, and, and and especially with the makeup of our team, right? You got to weigh his contribution. But yeah, for the wake up, yes. We need the shooting, but we also need someone who can facilitate the offense. And I mean. Yeah, because that's usually Kyle Lowry's job. He yeah, really plays exactly. like a he plays like a, a short two guard, Van Fleet. Yeah, right, exactly. So and so, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's like the legit like lead guard that the yeah, Knicks nah, need. Uh-uh. And then on top of that, if you're gonna pay him like a hefty salary to he like can't twenty be coming mil, off the bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, like it doesn't really make much sense for the Knicks. But I'm I'm but I mean I understand like people's like infatuation with him and why they would want him to come to the Knicks, etc. Because he does provide shooting and things like that. But yeah, when you look when you look guy, at the whole man. scope, it's like I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, we're not in the majority. I'll tell you that, guys. We're not in the majority. Really? But he's not. I mean, again, I like his game, but he's not really a playmaker like that. Right. He's a good piece. He's really, and he's having a great series. 
and his, his, that, his value look, will go up because he's, he's he's hitting career highs, thirty five points, and exactly like low key, he's having a good two seasons, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, not trashing guy. I love the guy. I love the player. Right. Exactly. Really good. Exactly. He'll fit perfectly exactly. for us. It's just right. It's, exactly. It's money. It's, it's really about money. But um, understand the thinking. You want to stabilize the offense. The real point guard can shoot in space floor. I get that. But anyway. Exactly. I, and I, and I, oh, I mean, no, sorry to cut you Go off ahead. right quick, but I mean, to be real about it, like, like for example, when Macri came in, like the two guards that he mentioned that we trade for, like I would much rather either Lonzo Ball or, or, Bonds, or, or Bogdan Bayanovic or rather than absolutely, absolutely, right. Fred they, Fleet. They're more, because they're more versatile players, they'll give you more than just shooting. And not to say that Van Fleet will only give you shooting, because again, now, Van Fleet is a, a good defender too, so I'm That's not... That's what I'm about to say. Yeah. He's a good defender. He's a scrappy player. He can get to the rack when he wants to, and he's strong. Yeah. You can't finish at the right, but that's another. That's another yeah, thing. Right, but, right again, and if and it would, I guess, matter less if his decision making out of the after he broke the defense down and the decision making, you know, mm-hmm. the counter decision making, the counter pass out of you know getting impeded to the basket. If that was if that was better and more efficient, but right, yeah, definitely Bogdanovich. I, I think that's that would be a great pickup. We'll see. Yeah, Bogdanovich and and Lonzo Ball for me. I'm with that. Hey, I'm 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 shoot, I'm cool with DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No picks this week. No mixed basketball. Uh right. so nah. yeah. But matter of fact, though, I think we should give a ooh, like even though it's not Knicks related, I think we should give a ooh to the players that's in the bubble right now playing ball because they did okay. boycott for you know and we can do that. Four. We can make that exception for this time. There, yeah, there yeah, we exactly. can make that. Yeah. So ooh for you guys Definitely. playing in the bubble. And actually boycotting it in in in, in uh, general in general and getting on the same page at the same time in, in in a quick fashion. Even though I know you guys were uh behind the scenes talking about is this, should we do this, should we not? Just kudos just but being you, on the same page. It, but it was just the unity exactly. that they showed, man. Yeah. Unity dope. for being on the same yeah, kudos for being on the same page, because that doesn't happen. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Pay attention to NFL. Oh, facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> facts. Who for that? All right, but it's now it's time for the other part of the show, the bruh picks. Bruh. Bruh picks are usually the worst players of the week, but there's no, I mean, no Knicks basketball. Uh, I know there's been some life bros this week. It's been a crazy heavy week. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about that. Bruh picks, anybody? Right. Some Something to just light up the mood a little bit. Yes. Um. So earlier this week on Inside the NBA, there was a segment where I think after Giannis won the defensive player of the year, Shaq was greeting him. And, you know, Shaq, Shaq is, you know, he's trying to be an international dude nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's trying to learn different languages, you know, how to greet, you know, international players in their language and things like that. OK. <laughs> so when he was interviewing Giannis, he said something to Giannis in Greek and Giannis gave him the ill look on his face like. What the mm-hmm. hell is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> so Giannis just ended up like being like, okay, you know, yeah. And then Shaq was like, you ain't understand me, brother? And Giannis is like, not really. So Shaq said it again. And then Giannis is like, well, I only understood one word. It's the first word, congrats. But then after that, I don't know what the hell you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> studying is in order. At least he didn't say anything foul. At least he didn't say like... Uh, your mama hops on bananas. I don't know, whatever. Right, <laughs> right, right. 
You're trying to keep it clean. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna, I thought that was gonna go even even more different than the way you was telling the story, but I feel you. All right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> cool. Oh my god. All right, guys. That is yes. our show. Yep, yep, Thanks, yep. Mac, for, for popping through. Thanks, Edson, for making you return. Return of Edson Sean. <laughs> Blue check coming. And shout yes, out to Ryan sir. G as well, man, because you're here. You be here. <laughs> Word, word. <laughs> um, you can find me. You know where to find me. You can find me at J Ellis Draws Things. That's J E L L I S Draws Things. No dollar sign S or anything. Straight up, J Ellis J Ellis Draws Things. Where can they find you, Edson? You can find me on all social media platforms at Edson Sean. That's E D S O N S E A N. And I have several singles out. The latest one, I I created it during the George Floyd situation, but unfortunately, it applies again. It's called Am I Next? Go check it out. Um, I have some merch that also goes along with that. The Am I Next t-shirts at www.edsonshawn.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, follow us, too, on um, the KOT Show on Twitter, the Naked Times Show on Instagram. Hit us on yeah. YouTube. Too. If, you don't, if you don't watch us on YouTube, are you dumb, man? Yo, that, yo shout out to Dash Radio. <laughs> Dash Radio. I know some of you guys listen to Dash Radio. Hit, hit our YouTube word, up word, so you can word. see us talking with the clips, with the jokes, with the hand gestures, and all that together. Exactly. Get the full impact. Exactly. full impact of what's happening. So definitely do that. Exactly. exactly. Okay. And Ryan, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Sir G is chilling. That is S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. That's right. Word. That is our show. We out of here. Yeah, we out. Peace. Peace. Straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Uh, it, it, it.